how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, I had a little technical difficulty. Sorry about that. No, it's refreshing that it's someone else, not me. <laughs> I think I have them more often than I want to admit, especially because I'm in IT. For some reason, that makes me feel like I shouldn't have as many technical difficulties. <laughs> but like, I'm starting to feel like a grandma around kids with their technology. Oh, really? I'm you like... are? Oh my gosh, there's no hope for the rest <laughs> of us if you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, my goal is to stay intelligent enough that I could debate my brother in a conversation about it. Because oh, yeah, totally. That's all that matters. Be right and prove him wrong. Exactly. But, <laughs> I mean, he's not in technology, so <laughs> it's not a very far bar to reach for. That's amazing. I have low standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, you just had a huge weekend. Yeah, yeah. We we had all the. I was thinking about this because um, you were talking about. So we were talking to your sister who was with us this weekend for Thanksgiving, and she was talking about like narrowly escaping COVID when she got back from a friend. So hi, Catherine. I think you're one of our two listeners. So hi. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Tomorrow. Um, but I was thinking about it. I was like, actually, it's so funny because my family does not really, they're all healthy and strong and they just personally, like they're not personally anxious about COVID or whatever, which, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they'll regret. I don't know. Sometimes I get mad at them for it. And sometimes I'm like, good for you. But you know what? It's where their comfort level is. Um, they're respectful yeah. to other people, but they just don't personally really care right now. Um, so, right. but all that being said, what's so funny, is just the way that we are in general, like we just love being outdoors so much. Like we were never in an enclosed space as a group. Oh, so like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. And I'm thinking about what you Yeah, doing. like when we were all yeah. together, we were outdoors eating on the patio at Mo and Maddie's, and none of us were like inside their house all at once. Like literally, we're always on the porch. But it wasn't, no one thought about it. Like it was not this awkward thing. Like we felt guilted or shamed into doing it. It was just, oh, of course we're going to be outside because it was gorgeous. Like it was like in the low 70s um, in Asheville. Oh so it was like, God. it warmed up a lot and then it got really cold by like Saturday night, but then, um, that was when we were all going home. So like we, so yeah, like Thursday we were all outside and then, um, Friday we went to Table Rock, which is that place that we always take y'all, um, near my parents' house in the mountains. So it's got like this outdoor, it's this gorgeous outdoor picnic shelter and it's got like a fireplace and like, Mm, you know big a yeah. big field for playing football and it's so pretty but it, yeah we were out there all day and then on Saturday we met for a hike so honestly like I was thinking about it because yeah like I guess I was exposed to new people last weekend and I mean you know because my parents don't really care about COVID <laughs> like, they could totally <laughs> give it to me at any time I think about that every time I hang out with them but then I'm like well they should be more worried about it than I am so <laughs> Right, you know. exactly. But oh my gosh, well that sounds so wonderful. Yeah, it was so, awesome. it was really good and um it was so good being a member of your family. Yeah. Uh That's honestly, well, cuz you have a bunch of little kids all under the age of 9, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your oldest 9? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Catherine, my sister, she has three little boys all under the age of uh, seven. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think, I think, <laughs> I think William's seven. Yeah. I think. He's very mature so, though. So he, I always think he's a little bit older than Henry. Typical yeah, oldest he, child. Well, you know, oldest yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what I feel like I miss out on the most is I'd love to see their cousin friendship flourish but yeah oh my gosh it was so funny well (laughs) it was like okay so like our cousin friendships over the years so for our listeners Thanksgiving was like a huge holiday for me and Elizabeth growing up because you know her mom and my dad brother and sister um (laughs) I, I don't know who started it but they just decided that Thanksgiving was like the best holiday and they wanted to make it to be with each other at all costs, like as, as much as possible. And so they would like, sometimes y'all would stay with Grammy and Grampy. Most of the time you would just stay with us and we'd be crammed into mm-hmm. our four bedroom house. And that's like each family had 12, <laughs> six kids. So that's 12 kids <laughs> between the age. I like, I can't even picture it now. I never thought it seemed stuffed at no. the time, but now it just seems ridiculous. But Okay. So this is, this is what's different with kids, especially big family kids as you're just used to like all piling in a room. Like, you know, like you don't expect to have your own space. Oh. And so, like, I think we, it was very easy. I think what's hard for my family right now is, like, it's harder when you have a bunch of couples. Like, that's actually really hard Uh, because they each need their own room. Like, they need privacy. Um, And, like, just, you know, not because anything nasty is happening, but because it's just, (laughs) it's just awkward (laughs) to share rooms when you're adults. But, like, I think for, yeah, like, with kids, if, if you just had, like, your mom and dad and my mom and dad, and then you had 12 kids, they can all just like sleep in the den, which we did. You know, yeah. kids don't need oh, privacy like point. that. So it's just, it's really like, it's tricky for my family now because everyone's starting to kind of pair off and get married. And now we're just outgrowing the ability to all stay in a house together for um, the holidays. But like, oh my gosh, I just, I always like every Thanksgiving, I have so many, I'm just like flooded with flashbacks of like all. So, like, at one point, I think we were way too old, but we started spanking war. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going heck to bring this yes, up. Heck yes. This is, like, what the, this is what the people want, Elizabeth. This is, okay, so we right, had this, right. we had that we, we were playing Quiplash at Mo and Maddie's house, uh-huh. which I guess everybody in our sister has played, except me, because I'm a granny. <laughs> Okay, wait, I was just pretending. Yeah. I was like, like, I have no idea what this is, but I was okay. like, uh-huh, this yeah, sure. Like, I'll get along with it. So all my siblings <laughs> played it in college. It's like you play it on your phones, and there are these question prompts, and you do the answers, and then it throws it up on the TV. So you have oh. to have, like, Apple TV or some kind of, like, Alexa or whatever, like, Fire, Amazon Fire or whatever. And um, okay. and then you can you can play it. But it was so fun. Next time you come, we all need to play it because you're going to get really into it because you're so competitive. <laughs> and Dave is gonna win because he's so quietly funny. He's so quietly funny. It's so annoying. He is so funny though. He I, does I, beat me on I stuff love like this. Him when you brought him, when I first decided to love him and embrace him to the fold, was <laughs> was when when we were playing that um picture dictionary. No, what's it called? That like Pictionary game where you go like oh, um, you like draw a story in a circle. 
what right? is it called? There's like a name for it. But yes, like you each have like a book basically and you pass it. So you take turns, like there's a sentence that you write and then the next yeah. person has to draw a picture describing that sentence and then they yes. put the next page and then the next, and you can't look at what ha- what came before. So you're just guessing what to draw or what to write. Yes. Um, and then at the end, you have this like sequence of a story and it's hysterical. And yeah, Dave's were like so out there and hilarious. And I think that's when I was like, I get it. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Yes. He's yeah, secretly, so- secretly hilarious. He doesn't show yeah, it to everyone. Is. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, so we're playing this this like word word game. And very quickly, Jason, poor my husband, my poor husband realized that no matter how witty he was, which technically it's a game about being witty. Uh-huh. But no matter how he too witty, witty he was, well, he just didn't use the words poop and oh, butt right. enough. <laughs> poop button part. Exactly. Like- and Satan. If you had anything about Satan in it or a poop or a butt. It was like an instant winner because everyone votes on it. And he was like, what the heck? Mine was so good. It got no votes. And we were like, honey, like, Jason, you have to play to the groundlings. And he was like, what? And I was like, the groundlings. It's a Shakespearean show. Oh, my God. And I was like, you know, the groundlings were the poor people who stood in the pit. They couldn't afford a seat in the theater. And so to make them happy, if you didn't make them happy in a play with enough, like, gross jokes like potty humor and blood (laughs) then they would start throwing things at the actors because they were not satisfied oh oh my gosh is this real I've never heard of the groundlings I learned this in my I learned this in my Shakespeare class and this is why P.S. um there's like a comedy club called the groundlings that Amy Poehler was a part of I think it was I think it was in New York City not in Los Angeles but um, that's what it's a reference to. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. The groundlings. Yeah, you little, have to little play nerd to the moment for you. Yeah, I was like, you have to play the groundlings, babe. Like, you just, you, you are not understanding your audience here. It, they need more poop. <laughs> they need more. <laughs> the people want to give them the poop. It's like, this is the family that yeah, had spanking wars for years. Like, our butts would be so sore yeah I feel like we have like three to, days well I feel like we have to describe what a spanking war is because <laughs> that just you know it's it's not like a paddle thing yeah. like a fraternity thing it's literally whoever's it and to the butt is yeah. it until they get somebody else and you have to get by spanking them so yeah like just your hand your hand to their back of their backside and there was like you know not bare bottom not bare bottom you know. obviously but you, right. you couldn't get the side it was like it had no, to be it had to be the full back <laughs> the full, the so full back. just for all of you to picture this imagine 12 kids between the ages of like 16 and <laughs> we, five we were so old 16 <laughs> to five all of us scooting around a whole house backs to the wall like running away from each other we got really good we got really good at like sidewalk like crabs yeah (laughs) your parents I would have freaked out if that was my house this is why I look I'm like it started as got you last but then it was spank you had to spank to get you last so it was like got you last but it was like a spanking and it hurt like the dickens I I I didn't spank wars I remember, yeah, our butts would hurt. Like our butts were actually sore. And then there was the time that <laughs> you got mad at my brother, <laughs> and you at the Thanksgiving I table did. were all having this like peaceful, proper meal. And Elizabeth goes, "I'm sick and tired of you touching my butt." 
like dead silence. This is how I remember it. It was like the room was silent. And all of the adults in unison just like turned their heads at us. And we're glaring. And like Moses looked so guilty because he just has a guilty face. But he had yeah. he had been spanking you. And I think you were more just mad because he was beating you. Well, probably, because, again, very competitive. You are so competitive. I think, like, yeah, he was winning, and he had been, like, ex- very extra about it, and so you were just like, I'm sick and tired of you touching my butt, and you said it really loudly, and everyone, it was your Me Too moment, right? That was, like, your hashtag <laughs> Me Too moment. <laughs> That's so sad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this, is, this is probably why you're anti-Me Too, because you're like, probably. I know what they're doing. I've done it to my Exactly. Cousin. Exactly. <laughs> I can spot a fake me too, or I've done it. Oh my gosh, this is gonna trigger somebody so bad. Sorry, people. We're just being real. Like this is just our, our two, experience. Our we listeners. understand our experiences are not everybody else's, but we're just ha- we just have to be honest because this is what this podcast is about. We're not gonna be fake just for the sake of being woke or making people happy. We're just gonna be honest, and maybe we're wrong about some things, but it's just Probably. our life. <laughs> we're just gonna speak loudly and it'll be okay yeah, and you can go listen to something else there's plenty of woke podcasts <laughs> but yeah no it was that was like I just think yeah we just we lived we lived it up it was amazing we really did yeah. I feel like we're gonna have to sprinkle in more of those stories throughout the well that's why we yeah. want to do that's why we have this relationship to this day is like all those memories I think like, you can't, it's like one of my friends said, there are those friends, those friendships that, like, they've just seen too much. Like, there's no giving up that friendship ever. Like, there's no outgrowing it. It's just, you You just, it's like you passed it into a different realm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's not, yeah. I do have but, one more reference to the, um, oh, yeah. to the butt wars to speaking words yeah. that I have to bring up just because it actually did change my life. Um, okay. So I had no idea what you're going to say. You're going to remember as soon as I start telling this, it was the last year that you guys came up to our house for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, a little 18 year old had my first boyfriend ever, 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 ever. Email. So emo and right. Cool. That was in my emo phase. Um, sidebar: I've gone through a lot of different phases, but that was definitely in my emo have phase. We all, yeah, we all have. We but all have, this yeah. was emo. You know, Fallout Boy, brand new boyfriend had the pierced lip and the sideways hair and everything. Black yeah. hair. Yeah. 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 So cool. So he's obviously too cool to talk to anyone. And my loud family, he came over and meets my loud family for the first time. And I've never cared. Like, anytime I've brought a guy around, I'm like, you can fend for yourself. And if you can't, then something's wrong, right? So it's like, like, unbeknownst to them, this is like your test. Right. So I'm like talking yeah. or something and butt war is happening. And then all of a sudden, your sister, who was just really competitive herself, I would say, Oh, yeah. She hides it well. She hides it better than you do, but she is. She totally is. She comes up behind him because he didn't know any better and left his butt open. And he did not have his back to a wall. He's like the only one. (laughs) Why? Winds up and spanks him. And I've never seen anyone look so surprised. 
I think that was it. Just like surprised and shocked in their entire life. He he couldn't. He I think he was like processing it and trying to figure out a way to be cut be cool like how to make this moment cool and how a cool guy would handle it and he was stumped he was so stumped (laughs) he had no idea it was like he was he was just twitching (laughs) there was twitching it was so it was so hard Zizi was like I she's like she then tells you later well I whacked it and then his butt was like echoing it was like flabby like flabbiness it's just like revert like (laughs) yeah she did not hold back she made fun of his unathletic emo-ness his little guitar band boy physique yeah his little his little emo butt (laughs) yeah so needless to say that changed my life because it also uh changed my relationship status (laughs) so (laughs) i mean aren't you glad that we saved you from him yes he deserved for for the better that and more (laughs) hey if you can't stand up to butt war can you really date me no you know not you do not deserve you do not deserve her (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, uh our banter went long today what's our topic this is what thanksgiving does to me okay so our topic Mm. is i mean actually this kind of you know, has to do with relationships. So it's interesting you're talking about old relationships. Oh. But I, I've i been thinking a lot about how it has just been the most mind-blowing thing lately that, to me, it I don't remember what it was that, like, made me realize this. But I'm trying to figure out how to express this concisely without backing into it from a story. So I'm just going to say what I'm going to say, and then we can have some stories to explain it. If you were okay. to ask someone, like, let's say in history, let's say you took Prince Charles and you sat him down and you said, mm. Prince Charles, why did you marry Diana and what went so wrong? Why did you have to divorce her? And he <laughs> Somebody's been was, watching the crown. <laughs> I absolutely have. Yes. <laughs> let's say yes. that Prince Charles was in a very honest <laughs> mood and wanted to be very real with you. And was just mm. feeling very, like, open and was like, yes, I'm going to tell you honestly the, the hard truth that I've never told anyone else. And he told you what he honestly believed about what happened and why, looking back all these years. That does not make it the reason or the truth. Even if he thought it was, even if he thinks it is now, and he looks back at it and he's like, oh, this is why I did this. Even if someone tells you, this is why I did X, Y, Z, and they are being totally honest with you, that does not make it what happened. or And that does not make it, a, like, the truth. Because we are so complex as human beings, and I think what's just been, like, mind-blowing to me is, like, yeah, it's, like, only only God can really judge because even we can't judge ourselves. Like we can't even like, cause we're so, we're so twisted by what we wish we had done or what we want to believe about ourselves or other people or what we, um, what we wish had happened. And I think it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I care probably cause I'm watching the crown and you're like looking at history and you're like, well, wait, that doesn't make sense. Why would that person do that? And you know, you read biographies and you're just like, yeah, especially Charles and Diana. It's such a bizarre, interesting story. 
And I don't, that's one thing I don't like the way the crown portrayed it. Cause it was very simple. Like, Oh, well he just married her because it was time and his, his family liked her. And I, I don't think that's very satisfactory given what each of them have said about it in retrospect. Um, I do think that he had feelings for her and was like infatuated with her on some level. I think that, um, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting, again, like I'm getting, I, I could use infinite examples that are sidetracking, but mm-hmm. I just, it's, I don't, it's just been hitting me so much that like, you know, no matter how many couch moments we have or how much therapy we go through or whatever, like we as human beings are mysteries, you know, like, and I do, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian devoutly and I do believe in a God who created us in his image and likeness. And he knows us, each of us, like he, I I believe that each of us on earth are unrepeatable individual human beings. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to get all preachy on the pod, but (laughs) but (laughs) I do like, you know, so full disclosure, I do believe that. Um, but like, I think it's just like been mind blowing to me that like, I, I want, I always want to know people, you know, like I'm an extrovert. I'm very interested in other people and their stories. And I really do want to understand. And I am, um, what's the Myers-Briggs like, uh, is it like judging versus intuition or perceiving or I think it's judging versus like into feeling or something. I don't remember, but I'm, that sounds uh, right, it's like yeah. you're either INTJ or INFJ. Yeah. It must be feeling versus judging. Mm-hmm. And so some people are more just like driven by empathy and feeling and other people are more driven by judging. And um, I'm absolutely judging because that's why this blew my mind is I was like, even if you're trying to make a fair and impartial judgment about something, about in your own life and you like sit down and you're like, well, I think this is what happened. You might not be right. That might not have been the actual reason that you did it. Like Charles might to this day say, Oh yes, I just married Diana because my family pushed me into it. That does not Mm -hmm. mean that that is what happened. You know, we, we just, we have the human heart has like such a capacity for like, I think it's like um, self-preservation that you like forget things that you don't want to remember or you, you know, you suppress things, um, or you distract yourself, or you, you latch on to some things that you're like, well, this is what it was, you know, um, or you're harder on yeah. yourself than you deserve. And that's, that's where ultimately I take comfort being Christian, because I'm like, well, God is ultimately, he sees everything, you know, so he's the ultimate right. judge. But it's been so interesting to me, like reading books, or watching TV shows or literature, it's just like, I think that it yeah like or trying to understand why people do things in relationships with you whether it's an ex-boyfriend or a in-law or a friend or a cousin or you know whatever it's like you still ultimately like like we're we're so we're so psychologized in our society when you say like we all are like so comfortable with the idea of therapy and psychology Mm -hmm. like we've all gotten at least one class of psychology in college yeah so like we all want to believe that there's like oh well it's so easy to understand or explain people's behavior but ultimately it's really not people make decisions for really complex reasons that they themselves cannot even explain to you and even if they tried and were completely honest with you it might not be the full picture 
So I love this. I've actually, I've been sitting here taking notes as you talk because I think that I completely agree mm-hmm. with you. And my thought process at first was like, well, if that was Charles's real memory, is that his truth? Like, is there a truth for why somebody does things? Does it matter if it is the, like, if that's what he remembers, if that's a true truth or if it's not? So I was thinking through that. Um, and so I love how you came back and said, like, well, first of all, God knows the full truth. Yeah. So I think that it, it did remind me of a friend who, um, when I first became friends with her, we hit it off really well. We were really mm-hmm. close. And I remember her telling me at the beginning of our friendship how her best friend had, like, stopped talking to her. And she had never done anything, you know, and then like the same thing happened in college and she had, you know, she was just this amazing friend and nothing ever happened. But for some reason, her best friend just like broke up with her. Mm. How girls break up with each other. And I remember (laughs) devastating. (laughs) Right. And I remember being like, Oh my God, awful. Like, I can't believe that these girls have done this to you. Well, long story short, we ended up breaking up too. Um, I've had a similar friendship that that happened with too. And actually, yeah, that friend had all those other past friendship like graves. (laughs) So, so that's where I was like, all right, so does it matter? Well, it does matter because if you're not being honest with yourself and there's a pattern there, right. Then what that's actually happening is, well, it's keeping you from being honest to yourself. Yeah. It is also a continued excuse that you've built up. So even if it's your truth. Yeah. Even if you 100% really believes, believe that. Yes. Right. There are then still exactly. consequences for what actually happened. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think it does have a detriment to your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Which I think is something really important. Um. And then also with others around you, past and ongoing. Well, yeah. And like to use uh, just because it's such a neutral example, because it's famous and it's not us. But like the, going back to the Charles and Diana example, like it does matter what happened, at least to the people involved. Because, you know, like for him to say, oh, I was just pushed into this marriage. I never really wanted it. It basically takes away his culpability for carrying on an affair the whole time. Yeah. You know, and I, true, I just, right? like, I don't think it makes sense how much pain and stickiness was involved in that whole situation. Like, I think if it really was that cold and simple and he never loved her, A, they would never have had children together. And B, like, I don't think she would have had the confusion and hurt expectations that she did, you know, like, and I don't, I don't actually think she was like a total angel. Like, I think that she really hurt him just, I've actually read because I get so into the crown. I do read in between seasons. I'll read any Royal family biography I can get my hands on, except the Harry and Meghan finding freedom one. (laughs) I just, can't bring myself it is it's just too narcissistic and like I'm not interested maybe maybe in 15 years I'll be interested in what actually happened and like but right now it's just kind of like uh cry me a river you live in Hollywood (laughs) 
I know. Wah, I know. Wah, you know. But anyway, if any Megan fans out there, I'm sorry. I do think she's gorgeous. I, I will not hate on how beautiful she is. She has a glow. So I, I will say that. But um, there you go. Yeah. But I do. I Yeah. Like, I think I do think it matters what the truth is. But I think it's really important. And this has been really key for me as a judging personality, which, P.S. everyone, our culture <laughs> Our culture demonizes <laughs> judging, but it is an important way of living your life as a human being because you're basically deciding what is fair and what is equitable and what you can expect. And we all do well, it. And, right. I was going to say, let's talk about the definition of judging. Yeah. You look at situations and you determine there is a situation that's better than another. Right. Or and you attempt like this... impartiality. Like you attempt to step back from your feelings and be like, well, what's actually fair here when it comes to right. me and this other person? So like we do right. want that. We want all of us to have that. We just don't want it to go off the rails into like speculation on someone's character. And and I think that's where that's what it hit. What hit me is like, I think it's really key to remind yourself that even if you have what you think is all the information, you're never going to have all the information. Like only God has that. Only God actually sees what really happened in the moment because we all trick ourselves to think things that are more flattering to us. And it, it, it does matter because if like, like, yeah, with Charles and Diana, if she's saying, well, I was driven to bulimia and depression and crippling just like mental disease, mental disorders, because this guy just like manipulated me emotionally and then just left me out to dry. And then he's saying, Mm -hmm. well, that's your truth. That's not my truth. That's not what happened. Like there is a truth. There is a reality that happened and it's not demonizing one person and making the other person an angel but it is like, it does matter. It does matter what really happened. I think it's just key for us to acknowledge that we may never know fully on earth. Mm-hmm. But I do think it, yeah. it does matter. Like when people do things that really hurt you when they make choices that are very selfish um, or when they just can't be their better self, um, it does, it does matter that that happened and that affected you the way that it did. But I think when you move forward, it's important to just be like, I, you know, I don't know, because I think that's part of moving forward, right? Is processing why someone did that. Um, whether it's someone that you really love, like, you know, me and Diana, or, um, <laughs> or, uh, or if it's, if it's someone that, you know, like, if, like your parent or a sibling or an ex, like, I think when you're processing, well, why would they hurt me so much? And not to internalize it and just be like, it's me, I suck. You know, I think, I do think it's important to process like, okay, you know, there was a reason, but like, even if I cornered them and was like, why did you do all these things? And they answered me completely, honestly, that might not be the answer, you know? Right. Um, Even if they, even if they said like the super hard thing on themselves, if they were like, oh, I'm, I was a tool bag to you and I completely used you and blah, blah, blah. Like that still might not be fully the answer. Like, I, I think that, I don't know. I don't know why it's just, it's, it's been so mind blowing to me because I'm such a, like, I, I'm so, it's so important to me that like there is a right and there is a wrong. And there's like, I hold myself to that standard, you know, like when I go through things, I step back and I'm like, 
part of why I'm an external processor where I like need to talk about situations or people to people who are really dear to me, like my husband or you, or, or like one of my, you know, a really good friend. I'm, I'm just like, it's cause I want to like, I want that accountability of someone being like, actually, this is on you, you know, or like, and, and mm-hmm. you've done that. You've called me out on things for sure. Like I was actually just talking <laughs> to Catherine about this, about how I was mad uh-huh. at my mom for something. And you oh, like, yeah. we got in this big, and, and it wasn't like a fight in the sense that like, we weren't mad at each other, but I, we both got like upset, like worked up about it. Um, I think it's because we're both judgers. That's probably why. I was going to so, ask you, do you think you're a judger or a feeler? Oh gosh. It has to be one or the other. I think probably judger because I do try to look at situations and like iron them out and I have to understand. And I think that's honestly why my friend who I told you I had like a friend break up with, it yeah. really wrecked me for a while because yeah. I needed that reasoning. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that because I did get to the point where I was like, okay, I can't change her truth. So even though she believes that her truth is she's still the victim. She did nothing wrong. Yeah. But I know what really happened and I know that she, you know, did X, Y, and Z. I can't change her mind. So it was almost like I had to get closure by yeah. allowing her to have a false story of what but by also reasoning through it and deciding that you were not in the wrong well exactly and I think that's what I did I really did reason through it and I saw a pattern and then I was able to understand that is her false truth that she clings to and that's her justification for the different relationships that have chattered around her or um, why she doesn't have to take responsibility for certain things that have happened, right? Yeah. The accountability factor, but you're right. I did have to, to think through it, find that pattern, understand it. And then I could kind of give myself grace and just get over it. Well, um, and but I you're... Think... <laughs> oh, what were you going to say? <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's the same thing with, with um, relationships. Yeah. Actually, I was just thinking about, I obsessively watch New Girl, and I've yes. gotten my husband to watch it with me. Oh, I'm surprised. Um, so I going... didn't know he didn't always. That's such a Dave show. Well, he watched it on the fringe, but now we're sitting down and watching episode after episode. Mm. Like, we'll binge it for a night. Yes. Thank you, Cor. Um, <laughs> thank you, Cor. It's <laughs> one of the great things of quarantine. Um, but we just watched one of the episodes where, like, Caroline, who's Nick's ex-girlfriend, decides all of a sudden that she needs closure. Yes. Right? And she had to meet with Nick and understand why he broke up with her. And she was like, he'll never tell me. He never tells me. And then finally he was like, it's because of Jess. But Jess didn't even know that. And it was like this truth that Nick never admitted even to himself. Yeah. Because they they weren't together so it's almost the opposite of this where he was able to really dig deep and say no you know what caroline like i fell in love with jess the minute i saw her and i may have never realized that but that's honestly the reason why i broke up with you and i'm sorry about it Mm -hmm. and because of that caroline will be like oh okay it wasn't me that makes sense and jess was able to be like oh my gosh nick you're the greatest ever yay yeah (laughs) but that's more of an example of like where somebody needs closure and he actually said the hard truth that yeah. you wouldn't normally and how it did positively affect everyone around it. So, yeah. Well, and I think, um, what's that Bible verse? It's so great. It's like, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I do, I yeah. do think I'm such a Catholic cause I like know a verse, but I don't know where it is in the Bible. 
um, it's in the Bible. Somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> I think it. Do you know, like the? It's I know you've never you've never watched the Kardashians, but like no. one of my trashy TV moments, I did. I can't like watch like more than one episode of time with them, but they are really funny because it's a very real big family dynamic. That's why I appreciate <laughs> it. They are actually like a normal family when it's just them. They all like make fun of mm-hmm. each other and get in fights and tease each other. It's cute. Um, but they have this thing where it's like when they swear something, they'll be like, Bible. Bible, I did that. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hand, like they shorten the hand on the Bible. <laughs> it's like, so Bible, Courtney, Bible. Bible. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, oh my anyway, gosh. Everyone, um, this is in the Bible. <laughs> Let's talk about the Kardashians and, and quote the Bible in the same sentence. Yes, this is just who I am. No apologies. I mean, yes. I think. Do you want really to wanna justify why? <laughs> yeah. Tell us why you did I that. I can try to explain it. But I think, no. um, yeah, I do think that the truth really matters. And I think that, I think getting closer to it is when people are, people are not afraid. They don't feel like they have to just be the victim. Like when people let go of this need to be like, well, I couldn't help it. And like, I'm the victim. Okay. Sometimes you are legitimately the victim and that absolutely happens. Like sometimes you're the victim of being molested as a kid that will affect Mm -hmm. you the rest of your life. Like that is not your fault. You did nothing (laughs) to deserve that. You know, sometimes you are the victim of other people's sins against you. And that absolutely causes harm and needing to heal. And like, that's huge. Okay. But like, I do think there are a lot of situations in our life where we just think we have to be the victim to like justify something. Um, You know, like, yeah, like using Charles and Diana. So like one of the biographies I read was so interesting because it was like the biographer was much harder on her than a lot of biographers are because she was just like so like it's really hard not to watch early footage of her and not be totally captivated by just her persona like she really did it's crazy when you look back at how she impacted crowds all over the world I mean it's like bigger than Beatlemania and she was just one girl who didn't play an instrument I like had no like she had no it wasn't that she was like an actor or a performer like she it was just her her like instinctual um interaction with people in the spotlight and like her ability to handle reporters and and pressure and crowds was like she just had this like magic quality and I really think it was I don't think it was the archetype that she represented of being like the princess who married the prince like who was so pretty Mm -hmm. I really do think it was something in (laughs) something in the way that she just like like moved and looked and reacted it was just so captivating and there's a documentary on Netflix um Diana in her own words or something and so I had watched that waiting for the new crown season to come out and then you know I've read I started out being like anti-Diana because I'm so pro Elizabeth um the queen right and um and anyway it just it was really interesting because it was just like She's so, I mean, there's just such a real, like, beautiful, charming, just different, like, I really think she had a gift. Like, that's the only way I can explain it. She just had such a gift with people. But then, like, behind closed doors, she had a lot of anxiety and insecurity and mental illness and um, 
like she had a really unhappy childhood and family life. And then she like gets in this marriage and has no idea how to be married. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that what, what the most compassionate explanation that one of these biographers came up with was saying that like both Diana and Charles needed to be married to a person like Camilla. Like each of them needed someone who was going to be like nurturing and calming and just behind the scenes and never competing with them and always just being like loving to them and supportive and like they them being in a marriage together was like the blind leading the lane because they both were so handicapped in relationships and love and oh that's so sad I know it really is but it it helps to like have that compassion um but it still is like so interesting to me to be like well why did you marry her you know like what was going on because he was obviously still in love with Camilla or attached her. I don't know if in love is the right word. He was still attached to her. Like, he gave her this, like, gift right before he got married. He went and saw her, like, literally days before their wedding. And oh, gave man. her, like, these engraved, like, a bracelet or something that was engraved with their initials. I mean, it's intense. Like, according to the biographers, he stopped sleeping with her when he was with Diana for, like, a couple years. And then he went and back. And he to went her back. To he got married to Diana a couple years later. Yeah. yeah, when he was like struggling in his marriage. But like, it it still is like, well, like I don't know. He tries to kind of play it off like he was never in love. And yeah, with Diana. Yeah. I'm sorry. Going to give your the woman you were in love with, who you were told you were not allowed to be with by your family, a present days before your wedding. You're keeping her in your back pocket yeah. like he was always planning on going back to so her they actually that's the other thing is there's actually no evidence that his family told him he couldn't be with camilla what um, one of the complicated parts of it is that it looks like when you look at history and again like even if you cornered camilla i don't know that she would admit this to herself right like or yeah. say this or, or or think this but like it what her actions looked like is that she her first love that was like her notebook love right was not charles it was her first husband but he like was a serial cheater and was just like really difficult to be in a relationship with um and so she like the whole relationship with charles to begin with started because she's trying to make him jealous her um the guy she married parker bowles i don't remember his first name yeah because wasn't he with, um, shoot, Charles's sister? Um, Didn't he date Yeah, her? I think there is some evidence that that happened. It was very brief. Like, yeah. it was briefer than it looked yeah. in the show. But, um, yeah, I think it was, like, a one-night stand or something. But, um, yeah. of course, you're not going to get royalty to cop to that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was, right. it was just interesting because it's, like, it wasn't as simple as, like, oh, the evil family forbid him to marry her. It was just, it was, like, such a complicated mess. But the fact that none of them would, like, talk about, like, none of them would, like, try to to just own up, take ownership of their life and be like, this is what I need to do. It doesn't matter what that other person needs to do because I don't know. Like, like none of them really took ownership, so they just kind of all, like, fuddled through it. It was It's really interesting. And poor yeah. Diana was just, like, the caught up in the mess yeah that's honestly I mean she created a lot of mess too like she was by all accounts like really difficult to Charles once they were married um because she was hurting I mean you know what's the saying hurt people hurt people yeah but yeah well 
Do you think part of it could have been because they were royalty, so they were on the global stage and they had to appease the groundlings? <laughs> I think the groundlings You're wanted welcome. the fairy tale. So I think that was definitely oh. they were trying to give the fairy tale. But Oh. I see. There was still appreciation of the groundlings that was being considered yeah. in the story. Yeah. So. But they were hiding all the dirty stuff that, that didn't come out until biographers like interviewed the staff and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I think this has been so interesting. I loved unpacking this with you. Yeah, well, thanks. I, I, like I said, I just, I keep thinking about it for myself. And I think, yeah, the way I would put it is just like my rule. My rule is like, you know, like only God really can judge. Like, I, but I guess to put that in like a, we, how would you put it? Like you, people don't um, always know themselves or. Just because it's your I like truth how you put it earlier. It truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Just because it's your truth doesn't make it the truth, which the I think truth. is really important. With because, a capital T, yeah. Right. Because one phrase, which is used over and over again, right, is mm. you do you. And what oh. does that <laughs> It doesn't mean go F yourself like one of my friends thinks it does. <laughs> but it <laughs> He says it as an insult, like a secret insult. Oh you, do you. you do but you. But anyway, <laughs> it what what the general sense of the phrase is like, hey, your truth is yours. You know, there's yeah. no right or wrong, whatever. But I think that what we're saying is it's it's not true. There is a truth and it does matter even um, with the way it impacts the people around you and yourself, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it makes people sit back and be like, what did I do wrong? And if you're not copying to it and you're hiding, you're like suppressing the truth by like telling yourself things that you want to believe, you know, you're keeping Mm -hmm. someone else from really like living in freedom, you know, and like, yeah, the truth will set you free. And I do think the truth is knowable. It's just like, it really is up to you to be honest with yourself. And I think that no amount of therapy can really do that for you. Cause sometimes therapy can just be like passing the buck on to other people and be like, well, I'm like this because my mom didn't hold me enough as a baby or like, I'm like this because you know, these things happen. So clearly I couldn't help it, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's or... just a bad therapist, but I feel like I've run into that a lot with. Well, or even what we were talking about earlier, remember, so my sister started doing a, um, a habit tracker Mm -hmm. and she was telling us about it earlier and it's super simple. It's just like, did I drink water today? Did I drink alcohol? And every, you know, there's a box, it's on a grid and she just fills it in Mm -hmm. for the day she did it or not. And I love what you were saying where you're like, Oh, you know what? My mom used to say all the time. (laughs) <laughs> oh it's because of hormones oh, I just can't help it. it's my but, hormones yeah <laughs> I can't help it it's my hormones but it could have been too much caffeine or a lack of sleep you know yeah so. well yeah it, it absolutely was probably your hormones but that can be caused by factors that are within your control like you can you can yeah. mess up your hormones by doing things wrong <laughs> so yeah so so yeah. maybe on to add on to that, it's a little, it's probably very hard to be honest with yourself, yeah. but there's a lot of benefit. As you said, the truth will set you free. Yeah. Even if it's truth, the truth that you tell yourself too, yeah. it will set you free. 
Wait, what do you mean by that? The truth that you tell yourself. So even if this is something um, like maybe I took somebody's idea at work and I presented it and it was an idea they told me in passing. Right. And it's nothing that they would have ever told leadership, but I heard the idea from them and I took benefit of it and I presented it and I got to, you know, advance from it. And I always told myself, well, they, they never would have taken the initiative. Uh I deserved that because, you know, because the the idea would have died. Yeah. But the truth I am hiding from myself is that I um, took credit for somebody else's work. And I think that would hurt me in the long run. Like I would continue to tell myself small lies like that. So when you start telling yourself small lies, it gets easier to tell yourself bigger lies. And then that has a huge snowball effect on your life. And then it becomes, oh, it wasn't, you know, like it's not my fault that my husband had an affair (laughs) or whatever it is, but maybe it is. And you're telling lies to yourself and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger so that's what I meant by that too it's like even the truth you tell yourself and not maybe situations that other people even experience Mm. so do we call this the truth will set you free or just because it's your truth doesn't make it the truth I think we call it that because that's more like what we're talking about the whole time yeah yeah I agree with that okay Plus plagiarism. I mean, oh yeah, Bible. Bible. <laughs> that was fantastic. I love you. <laughs> I wish I could thank you right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, All right, man. folks. Hope you have a great week. <laughs> Go spank your loved ones. Go spank your loved ones. <laughs> All right. I love you, Kayla. I love you, too. Talk to you next week. Okay.